0: make one six landing suppression on target that's why i see him in the shot shot or no shot with cap and Hood on espn 1000 and the espn chicago app that's why i see him in the shot good morning and welcome in to the cap and Hood morning show on espn 1000 and we're streaming on the espn chicago app with david Kaplan, and jonathan hood with you now time for Shot or
1: No Shot, as brought to you by ESPN Bet. Johnny, now live in Illinois. Sign up today. New users get 100 bucks in bonus bets with any sportsbook bet. We say good morning to Shea W. Norley.
2: Good morning, boys. On a Wednesday, a Waddle Wednesday, very excited to talk with Tom Waddle in about 30 minutes. How we doing? We're doing great.
0: Hoodie? I'm doing great, I uh, I was just looking up – do we ever going to get these deals again where you have five players for one? We are talking about the Von Hayes deal earlier because the caller before was talking about trying to get a haul back for the number one pick. Like, I don't know. Are we going to get those deals anymore, Cap, Jay? Like like you get a, like a big haul, like the Herschel Walker deal. Well, like the, the Ricky deal Williams last deal. year. I mean, is it five pick? How many picks out of that four? You got
1: their number nine pick. You got DJ Moore, you got their first round this year, you get their second round next year. Four for one. Yeah, I mean think about what and the then Niners you traded nine to ten and got the fourth round pick from Philly. Yeah.
2: So, the Niners trading for Trey Lance. I think that still happens. I think the Bears could definitely get a six for one deal from someone. The man. problem you're not getting six picks in this draft. That's the problem I have with people bringing it up. You're, it's again, kicking the can down the road. You'll get future first. You'll get future seconds. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying it's inherently the wrong decision. I just think everybody's going, Oh, well, instead of one player this year, we get six players this year. And like, no, you're going to get maybe two additional players this year. And then down the road, you'll get more assets.
0: So the Bears became the Oklahoma City Thunder of the NFL.
2: Yeah, it's the Sam Hinkie move here. Yeah. The Sixers,
0: great. You have a million picks that you could just stow away, cap, for many many years to come. Yeah, to, those picks. Not, as Shay says, those picks don't necessarily help you today. It can help you down the line, second, third, fourth round picks that you're picking up. But I mean, does that help you win today? I don't. I'd like to know those teams, Shay, that could that yeah, would be willing to do that. I don't think Washington's in a position to do that.
2: Yeah, I think you would have to go lower. Like, you could maybe get Atlanta to give you a bunch of future assets. But I just, eventually those picks do have to become players. And you better hope that they are as good as whoever you leave on the board at one.
0: All right, my friend. Shot or no shot. A Wednesday edition. All right, well, I do want to
2: start NFL draft. It is smokescreen season. It is in full effect already. It feels a little earlier than normal, but... Things are going crazy. One of the big rumors that has been coming up this week, Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy will not only be a first-round pick, something a lot of people said he wouldn't be as recent as like two weeks ago. Now he could be a top-12 pick. And of the last couple days, hoodie he could be the number one pick in the draft based on some people who are talking about this. He might go ahead of Caleb Williams. Uh Shot or no shot, Caleb going number one overall, it it just wasn't the guarantee we all kind of
0: thought it was. That's, a, that's a no shot. No, that, I think that, again, based on everything that we have seen, and again, we always have the caveat of, is there something deep, dark in the past of Caleb Williams that would stop the Bears from getting him with the number one pick? I think that that's almost a fait accompli. I know that there is a divide on Caleb Williams as far as how people feel about him. Current players and some analysts say, no, he's really not that guy, that you should stick with Justin Fields. But I think that that's with a bullet is, is Caleb Williams at one to whatever team. Let
1: me ask you a question. What if Ryan Pohl says, I did all my work? J.J. McCarthy is the best thing for our future. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure he's going to be there if I trade down. I'm taking him at one, but I'm sitting, he's 21 years of age. I'm sitting him for a year. I'm keeping Justin for a year. I'm not picking up his fifth-year option. And then I'll make that decision in a year. <laughs> would that stun you? It would stun me, yes. Yes, yes I would. would be surprised, too. Yes, it would. Even
0: even in Sports Day in 2024, where nothing should surprise you, that would surprise me. I,
2: I just genuinely feel like if you come out at the end of this, the whole evaluation process, and you feel like Caleb isn't your number one with a bullet, you think May or McCarthy or whoever might be close, no matter what you do, you should trade down with Washington. If you think everybody's close enough that it's not number one with a bullet, take the bonus picks, move down a spot and get whoever you want that Washington doesn't take. But I don't think you should go any further than that because then you're really rolling your dice.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, here's here's the thing. If people want to pump the tires of J.J. McCarthy to make him seem like that he's in upper echelon, that's fine. But not as good as Caleb Williams at this point in time. Like, I I understand McCarthy, national champion, all this stuff, Cap. I'm just saying that you compare the two quarterbacks. I won't say – to me, I think it's clear cut who the best quarterback is coming out of this draft for me. And this is based on college football eyes, Cap. That's what I see. But if you want to pump the tires and say that McCarthy's moving up the charts, that's fine. But don't make it seem like that he's better than Drake May or Daniels or Caleb Williams. There's a way to do that. But not that. Not at number one.
1: Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just simply asking that question. But Period. Shay. All right, I want to ask about
2: some betting odds. Uh,
1: Justin Fields
2: no longer the Bears are no longer the favorite to keep him next season. They have moved quite a bit. The Steelers last week at 16 to 1 cap, I told you it was the most interesting bet on the board to me. Well, now the Steelers are minus 125. Then the Bears are sitting at plus 200. The Steelers have become the favorite for Justin Fields. We know they Released Mitchell Trubisky earlier this week. That could mean Justin Fields will once again replace Mitchell Trubisky as the quarterback on a football team in the NFL. Shot or no shot. When, when Matthew McConaughey said in True
0: Detective, time is a flat circle, he was right. That is a shot. That'd be unbelievable. Million percent shot. Cap.
1: Unbelievable.
0: We don't want you around here anymore, Mitch. We gave you the opportunity. It didn't work. We're going to cut you. God bless you, man, and you and your family. Yeah, good luck to you. Justin, come on in. Yeah. Hey, what's over our shoulder, Cap? Tell the audience what's over our shoulder.
1: Get up. Would Justin Fields be a good fit for Steelers? <laughs> Release Mitch Trubisky after two it's unbelievable. seasons. Unbelievable. Mason Rudolph said to hit free agency. And
2: this is what we always get people say Are you just going to talk about the quarterback forever? And it's like, dude, if you don't want to hear quarterback talk, you got to do what Mitchell did turn the TV off. You got, like, you got to oh just, God. You, if you don't want to hear quarterback talk for the next few months, you better not tune into the radio. Because everywhere you look, it's going to be Justin Fields, Steelers, Caleb Williams, Bears, Justin Fields, Falcons, Caleb Williams, Bears, Drake May, Bears, J.J. McCarthy. Like, that's what the next few months are going to be.
0: That's what it is. When it comes to National Football League, that's what people, I mean, we're looking forward to the draft one, but two, there's going to be quarterbacks available. There's some quarterbacks that need a job. And for the Steelers, because now that they've cut Trubisky, Rudolph is going to be a free agent. I think it's pretty clear that the, Bear, that the Steelers need a quarterback. And I know the fear. You could smell it, Cap. Even you that doesn't have the sense of smell all the time. You could smell the fear in Bears Nation. Oh, God. What if Tomlin turns him around? Surprise the price of poker, man. Right. It's the price of poker. Either you say, you know what, the Bears have enough and we're going to build around Justin Fields and that's the direction. Or the Bears say, you know, that was never our quarterback. We're going to bring our quarterback in, mold and shape him into what we want him to be offensively because we have enough film on Fields to say, okay, we can move on. But for the Steelers, with their standards, standards better than the Bears, by the way. They're winning standards better than the Bears. Oh, it's imagine, not even close. Uh, imagine Fields with that pressure. He, uh, he, he, he. Think about the pressure here, and then think about the pressure in, in Pittsburgh. Think about it. Mike Tomlin's your coach. You don't want to deal with that. You better win. You better win. You better. You're not going to turn the ball over and turn it over like a Pez dispenser. Okay, you're, you're not. You're going to throw the football and again be accurate with it. Don't guess. That's a whole different type
1: of pressure there. Will he get to the point, Tomlin? Oh, I just had one guy who wouldn't rip the football.
0: I got another one? Yes. But there is that dark closet at the Pittsburgh facility. Justin, can I just see you for a second? There's no lights in that closet. And he's got to put his forearm on his throat and tell him, the standard is a standard. He's got whisper in his ear. Do you understand me? We're not losing anymore.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep, I got you. Could you get your forearm <laughs> off my throat? <laughs> yeah. I got you. I'm a working-hard coach. I don't care how hard you're working.
0: Tomlin put those eyes on fields, those big eyes on them. Cap, that'll be all. That'll straighten fields out faster than anything else. <laughs> Shay.
2: You know, I'm just thinking about this. This is impromptu based off of how every morning we come in here and we see ESPN talking about Bears number one pick Justin Fields what team's he gonna go to yeah shot or no shot this is the biggest Chicago sports story since the Cubs win the World Series honestly I think it might be bigger like this I can't remember a time okay, when Chicago it's, it's, sports it's not were this bigger this than front the Cubs page.
1: winning the World Series it's not
2: it's, Cap, it's going to be three. The Cubs winning the World Series was a month. This is going to be five months of the Bears being the front page on everything you look at in sports.
0: This is the biggest Chicago sports story since this time last year with the number one
1: pick. Correct. This year and, it feels bigger. And, though, and I said it, it yes. when they drafted him. When Justin got drafted, that was the biggest before that story yeah. in Chicago sports since the Cubs had won. Yes. Yes.
0: Because of what you got at, at the time with the draft. Absolutely. To me, this story is bigger than last year because, yet, it's another number one pick, and there could be a parting of the ways with the quarterback. So, yeah, it's the biggest story in Chicago sports since this time last year when we're trying to determine what the Bears are going to do with that number one pick. Right. That, so And still Bears and still kind of the same storyline but different because you're passing on someone who you thought was going to be the quarterback here for the next 10 years. That's what you thought. And it just shows you how fast it goes in the NFL. Correct. This is not the, the 80s where you're sticking with a quarterback for a decade and still floundering. We still believe in that guy. Yeah, but your offense sucks. Yeah, but we believe in that guy. We're going to draft a quarterback and he's going to sit for five years and wait. Come on, man. It's different now. You, it's about trying to get better quickly in this National Football League. All these extra opportunities, these, these wild cards, Cap, more playoffs, more opportunities to win. I mean, get high draft pick, you can turn it quickly. Yeah, Cincinnati? I mean, that's, that's why the Bears are probably anxious to say, let's turn the page.
1: What year were they in the Super Bowl in Burrow's career? Year two? Yeah. Yes. See how quickly that was? And that was a
0: horrible, moribund franchise for a long time.
1: You're telling me that if they draft, let's assume it's Caleb Williams, and they get a really good receiver at nine, and they sign Donnell Hunter and they get themselves a really good center, whether that's the kid from Oregon or they sign a veteran free agent that comes in and plug and play really solid. You're telling me that the Bears can't win the division next year, and I'm telling you you're wrong. That team will have been in polls will have rebuilt the entire thing in basically two and a half years. Detroit would like to have a word. And also Green Bay would like to have a word. No question. Yeah. And if Minnesota gets Cousins back, they're going to be good. But yeah. guess what? Ooh, more on that in a minute. You've got uh. to find a way. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a lot of pieces in place that you should be a really good football team. Shay? Uh,
2: over the weekend, I asked Zetterman about this yesterday. Yes? My wife had a quote-unquote Valentine's Day party. Now, Zetterman had never heard of this. It's effectively a party that you have with... What is it called? Galentine's Day. So it's a oh, party my it. wife threw. She had all her girlfriends come over, and they celebrate female friendships. It's officially recognized yesterday as a global holiday. But Zetterman begged me to ask, shot or no shot, you have heard
1: of Galentine's yes, Day? Yes, I
0: have, 100%. So no shot, what is that?
1: There's a woman in our neighborhood, she's married... She had a bunch of the neighbor ladies over for wine and cheese and whatever, sushi, and it was Galentine's She had what over? The what? Some of the neighbor ladies. The neighbor ladies. The women in the neighborhood. Damn. Yeah. 100%. My wife wasn't there. She was working. But yeah. Yeah, It's like 10 women. They're drinking wine. Who knows what else they're doing? But yeah. The neighbor ladies, you call it? The neighbor ladies. How about that? How about that, Jay Moore? The neighbor gals.
0: All the neighbor ladies. All the neighbor ladies. All the neighbor ladies. I mean, really, <laughs> the neighbor ladies. Yeah. So it's kind of like old school uh, book club.
1: Yeah, but it's a book club's a regular like monthly thing. Uh huh. This is a once a year thing, Valentine's Day. Well, and actually, of the women that were there, a couple of them are single now. So it was an opportunity for them, because they don't have a significant other uh-huh. to celebrate the aura of love that goes on with Valentine's Day.
0: Can I ask you about the <laughs> Can I ask you about the prefix of that word? Like like gallon of gas, right? Is that how it's spelled?
1: No, gal, G-A-L yeah. G-A-L-E-N-T-I-N-E-S. yeah, e n t i n e s, Valentine's Day instead of Valentine. Just the gals, the gals,
0: yeah. like Valentine's Day. Yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking that they're bringing like you know gallons of of liquor. No, but so, so it's no. it's gal like no. like female, like a gal, drink, drink a little
1: know, a wine. Fake, a fake fireman knock on the door, be like, is there a fire in here? <laughs> <laughs> oh. did I hit the music? It? They,
0: they did not have
2: a male stripper yeah! for Galentine. I will say, uh, Charlie Bevins was in the room when we were talking about this, mm-hmm. and he goes, I'd heard about it, but I thought it was only for single
1: girls. So I guess my wife's single now, apparently. I, like, uh, <laughs> no, but there are like, a lot are of single about? girls that, that do Galentine's Day. That is correct. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's interesting. Galentine's yep. Day. Yep. That is correct. Yellow, it's David. Hey, I heard that you have a fire in here. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> like, you are you're, you're twirling your shirt around over your head. Oh, David, you're so sexy. Oh, my God. <laughs> just, wow. You know, moving the hips around just for the gals on Valentine's Day? That's I it. think that'd be okay. What's wrong with that? That's it. Turn sideways. Here we go, ladies. Time for the recap. you swing your shirt around right over your head? Wow. What up? Yes. Pictures and catchers report. Comes opening day. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Moving the shoulders around. You'd be You're great here. there, Cap. You're, expect- You're What? Amazing. Tell the, the ladies just make sure they hold, turn the camera sideways. Turn the phone sideways.
1: There we go. Horizontal, oh, not vertical. There we go. Here we go. Let's <laughs> cut it again for Instagram. We got to go vertical.
0: $100 only, honey, right here, right in the waistband. Bam, right there.
1: Galentine's Day, buddy. It's interesting.
0: It's a cool thing, I guess. Coming up, <laughs> we will go around the National Football League. off-season bold predictions. Wait until you hear this. It's a waddle Wednesday. We'll hear from Tommy coming up at 835 on the Cap and J Hood Morning
1: Show. Welcome back. Welcome back to Captain J. Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Nick Bull sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I
3: love the Green Bay Packers.
0: The guy
1: is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This
3: is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and then he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy.
1: I mean, what's the answer you looking for on these things here? Uh,
0: Time now for Around the NFL, the off-season bold predictions segment here on Cap and Jay Hood. And don't forget, we got Waddle Wednesday. Tom Waddle joins us at 835. But Around the NFL, here's Shay Norling. Shea? All right. I have off-season
2: bold predictions for you. All right. You can yep. tell me if you're buying or selling these. I'm going to start with the Chicago Bears. Okay. The Bears will end up with three picks in the top 20 in the NFL draft.
0: Three picks, top 20. No shot.
1: Well, let me take that back. Hold on a second. Okay. If they stay at one and nine, there's no shot they're getting another top 20 pick. If you tell me they trade, I think they're taking Caleb at one. If you tell me they trade from nine to get two picks, maybe. Maybe. I I say
0: sell. I don't think that that's going to happen. I'm going to say that they stand stand steady at one and nine. If they do something later on in the draft, fine, but not in the first round. I say sell. Next.
2: I was reading about the bidding war for Justin Fields and how this smokescreen may actually drive some price up. That top 20 pick would come from the Steelers if they get a little antsy and decide they need to spice the market a bit to get Ryan Poles to move. They could trade pick 20. But if the Falcons get a little bit antsy, they could include Kyle Pitts in a package for Justin Fields.
0: Where have you seen that? Kyle Pitts, huh? It's been out there. Really? Uh, Buy or sell Kyle Pitts, right? To the Bears. Would you do that deal?
1: Yeah, I was talking about this with my bro. I I absolutely would be interested because I really liked him coming out. Mm -hmm. Now, he hasn't been the impact, like, oh, my God, player. In Atlanta. And you know why? Yeah, their coach. I mean, they just and they fired the coach. Yeah. I'll be surprised if they give up on him. He's a really good player. But I I don't buy into that going public with Ooh, we really love Justin, or we're hearing that. GM's man have their they have their evaluations. I don't think they get swayed by what we think they get swayed by on talk shows, I don't.
0: Man, Shay, it just it reminds me. It seems like I just saw Kyle Pitts galloping up the field for Florida on a nice, you know, summer Saturday in September. Yeah, he's just twenty three years old. He's still a baby. Yeah, we I mean, see the best of him is just as of yet. It'd be nice, but I would say sell, Shay.
2: Dak Prescott will become the NFL's
1: highest paid quarterback this offseason. Well, who is the highest paid? It's uh is it Herbert? Is it Burrow? Is it Mahomes? I think it's Burrow. I think it's uh, Burrow. Yeah, it's Joe Burrow, yeah. then
2: Justin Herbert, then Lamar, then Jalen Hurts. Burrow yeah. average uh, salary 55 million, so you'd need Dak to get
1: 55.1. No shot. I sell that. Yeah, I sell that, too.
0: Yes. Um, and I know why, Shay, you asked the question is because here we go in another conversation again. Uh, yes, with uh, with uh, aye, aye. Zach Prescott. So why is everything up in the air in Dallas again? I mean, either the head, the head coach, the quarterback, there's just nothing sure about two key positions on your football team. But see, it's Jerry, though. You talk about the settlers. Jerry likes the idea that he can manipulate McCarthy. Why is he still around? It's because he doesn't have, like, there's no parcels. There's no um, Jimmy Johnson on the sidelines. He wants a coach that he can be able to n- manipulate, like Red, who's working for NBC now. Was that quarterback? Who, who was it? Oh, Jason Garrett. He liked Jay- Garrett's there for a decade for a reason. He can push Garrett around. The same thing with McCarthy. I just think um, I'm going to sell that when it comes to Dak Prescott. The most money. Could you imagine? Now, I know what the money, he, the money that he could make, Shea, is what? Uh, well, I think he's
2: going to be the highest paid quarterback in football.
0: This offseason? Yeah. it's the
2: He's going to get an extension. It's the nature of the beast. This market does not go backwards unless he's got the worst agent alive. He just led the league in touchdown passes. I want what Joe Burrow makes. Make me the highest paid quarterback. And Dallas, I mean, if you, ha- what are they going to do? Go draft a quarterback
0: again and roll the dice? See that's the thing—you have nobody in the pipeline unless you make a deal. And where's those big moves, by the way, by, by Jones, Jerry Jones? Big moves is to pay people. Where's the big swings for the Maverick? Where is it? This is why I tell you, stop betting on them, Cap. I just like it. Just they're just spinning their wheels in
1: Dallas. If it's, a, he, it's a marketing ploy. If he's all about the last dollar, they're gonna have to lose guys that they need to try and win. I think Dak takes a really good deal, but I don't think he's the highest-paid guy. And if I was Dak, I would not take the highest-paid deal.
0: Because you think it hurts the hurts the football team? Yeah, I want to win.
1: Yeah, my I, I've made all the money I'm ever gonna need. I want my legacy to be guess what I won with the Dallas Cowboys. Well, here's how Shea could be
0: right. He could still get that money and then defer it or try to spread it across.
1: It does, you cannot do that. If you defer it, it counts towards what's going on with the cap. You cannot do that.
2: You can do backfills and base salary restructures, all types of stuff, to help the team down the road, but that first year the contract is going to hurt. That was the Look at the Chiefs this year, and I know they won it, yeah. but that was the first time in history that a quarterback make with the highest cap hit won the Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah. And now what? And look at the rest of their weapons. Next year might get easier because you have the base restructure available to you. You can make changes to the contract, save the team some money. Might be able to go find another weapon. But Mm -hmm. this year was difficult, and they got it done. It was the first time ever.
0: All right. Can you squeeze in one more, sir?
2: Yeah, this one's going to rattle some cages. I've talked a lot about how the 49ers cap sheet is very difficult for them getting Mm -hmm. better. With all the base salary restructures available to them, they could actually save upwards of $50 million, give themselves 60 or so in cap space if they can get everybody to base salary restructures. They're going to sign Kirk Cousins. Ooh. Buy Remember, or sell. remember Kyle Shanahan last offseason trying to convince Tom Brady to come out of retirement and play in front of Brock Purdy? Kirk Cousins hitting free agency. You can do some restructures, give yourself the space to get him on a contract. I think Kirk Cousins is a Forty Nine er.
1: Yeah, I'm going to sell that. No shot. You just had a quarterback who did. He's not the reason you lost. He had a really good year. No shot. What they putting. do when Jimmy G lost the Super Bowl? Brock Purdy's a better player than Jimmy G. Eh,
0: he is
2: better, but it's not that. It, Kirk Cousins is much better than both.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna sell that. He's not going to the night. Tommy Waddle.
0: Tommy should ask Tommy who's a better quarterback. Is it? Is it? Is it uh, Jimmy Garoppolo or is it Brock Purdy? Tommy, what would you say?
3: Uh, wow, the uh, sample size for Brock Purdy is pretty small, but I would take Brock Purdy over Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. Same here. Jimmy's more handsome, although Brock's you know a handsome guy as well. But Jimmy, yeah. he's just. Strikingly handsome, Jonathan.
0: Yes, Brock Purdy, kind of a Lee Harvey Oswald kind of way. <laughs> He's kind of handsome that way. Somebody you
3: know. said that, and I was like, no. I think maybe we were talking to you guys last week, whatever it was. And then I actually, later in the day, went and looked at I was like, oh, hell. Yeah, there's is... a meme out
1: there of the two of them, <laughs> them
3: together. Him yeah. and Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, boy.
1: So, Shay, Jack would... Ruby, the new head coach. So, <laughs> oh, Shay, Stop yourself. I, I,
0: I would say that if that's the case, if Kirk Cousins is no longer with Minnesota, I'm moving the... Um, the structure for you, because you have Minnesota from yesterday stuck in the middle with you without Kirk Cousins. That's long, painful rebuild, right? Is that where that goes? Yeah,
2: it might be. Uh, it might be hell. Have may God have mercy on
0: you. Not whether with the Panthers, you have right
1: there. You see, Cap, I write down everything that Shay says. If Minnesota had a decent <laughs> quarterback this year, because Kirk got hurt, they would have been in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, but now they're going to lose Daniel Hunter. Their cap sheet's a train wreck. That roster's not great going into the next year. I think it's a brutal time for Minnesota right now. Wow.
0: So, yeah, so it's funny, Tommy, we talk about the Packers and the Lions all the time, but we never mention Minnesota because they're kind of stuck.
3: Yeah, I'd be careful with uh, writing them off. I just, you know. Same here. Yeah, I, listen, nobody knows what a team's going to look like going into next year. I, uh, look, I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. A lot of people love their coach. I think he's made some questionable decisions over the course of time, but I lo- love their defensive coordinator. You know he's he's had our number. He's had a lot of teams' numbers. So I wouldn't write off right now. Shea is are like the Vikings number thirty-two on your power rankings already. No, they're not <laughs> number thirty-two. Uh, but I do listen. Ravens number one. Everybody else sucks. Now everyone get, get out of here. Ravens are
1: top-five team all does, time. Tom, you know that. <laughs>
2: does yeah, Quessy have the stomach to give uh, Justin Jefferson thirty million dollars a year? Or are they going to trade him? And if they trade him, what's that look like?
3: I don't think you trade him. I like think next year could a be
2: a rebuild year.
0: Work. No, they're not
3: going to rebuild. Just a one year, like a retool year, maybe. I think they're going to re sign Cousins. I think Cousins wants to be there.
0: Yeah. I mean, why would you leave Minnesota with all that Coles cash that you have?
2: So there you go. 70, so, 75 million guaranteed between two players. Good luck.
0: We will, uh, we've will. we cross-talked with time, so now we're going to have Waddle Wednesday right around the corner. Captain Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10.
1: Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN One Thousand Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago.
0: Tom Waddle. Tom Waddle. Former wide receiver for the Chicago Bears.
3: Guy's amazing.
0: 1989 All Madden team and afternoon co host on
3: ESPN Chicago. I think he's going to start at least eight games in the National Football League next year for a team that's going to give him a chance. It's Waddle Wednesday with Tom Waddle. Listen, I got a pedicure in an hour. When I get back here, the wheels better be spinning, all right? On Captain J Hood, ESPN Chicago.
0: Captain J Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Now time to go to the hotline.
1: Car X Tire. An auto hotline. Oh,
3: rattle, boy. rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Don't worry, call the Car X Man. Good morning, Tommy. How are you? <sighs> the cap Cap chiming in with the Car X. Uh, Reed is like me running a 40. It just takes too long.
0: <laughs> he could drive a, a pace bus through that thing.
3: Yeah, exactly. Holy like, smokes. If you're on a time commitment, you're in trouble. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yes. I never know when he's going to finish, like throw it to me. He'll when go. I never kept, I never knew when I was going to finish the forty either. Right. He'll give me the. Uh, brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you know he's doing You've obviously, you guys have worked long enough together long enough. You know he's doing it for a reason, buddy. Yep. He's testing you. He I makes know. me laugh.
0: No, I'm just an old grizzled broadcaster. It takes me a while now, Tom,
3: to yeah, get yeah, the words out. True, so, so, <laughs>
1: that's true, John. So, that's it. pitchers and catchers report today!
3: Yeah, your quest to be middle of the pack in the worst division in the National oh! League begins.
0: Oh! This guy here to my. Now, oh, by the way, but this is the perfect time, Tommy. This guy in December when I'm saying, "Hey, you guys going to pick up anybody?" Is it Pictures and catchers report? Is it February 14th yet? Yes, exactly. exactly. I asked exactly. him in January. Say, "Hey, you guys going to do anything?" Hey, is it opening day yet? Yeah. Is it February 14th yet? Well, now it's Pictures and catchers report, and you got Mastroboni at third. Congratulations!
3: You talk about somebody moving Nothing. goalposts. I like have it. not ever moved the goalposts. That's a lie.
0: To, I said a, to you, no, no, no. You said, hey, is it February 14th? No, Cap, you I, I said, exactly it what it you opening told me. day? No,
3: February 14th. I said, opening you day. You said February 14th, and guess what? Nothing. A big zero. Cap, what'd you get, Nikki? Two strikes for Valentine's Day. Oh!
2: <laughs> Got him a mastroboni. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you well, something.
1: Play- <laughs> if Seriously. We- if we break camp end of March, and this is the outfit I'm running out there and there's no Bellinger or any of it, I'm taking a flamethrower to 1060 West Addison. Now, this is how this is gonna go, Tommy.
3: Not literally, because you can get arrested for even making that, Tom. Um, <laughs> I don't own a flamethrower. I'm talking okay, about yeah. just a trying, verbal, trying to help a you, verbal flamethrower.
1: Trying to help you.
0: Tommy, this is how it works, right? We're gonna yeah. be like an old crow smokehouse or something like that. Yeah. And he's gonna see Master Boney over at third and he's gonna piecemeal this team together, yeah. <laughs> this average ball club that's put together. Yeah. And I'm just gonna sit to the side for about a good hour and a half and not say anything. That's yeah. that's what I'm gonna do. Because I'm gonna tell
1: Jed. I talked to Jed. Yeah. I said, if you break camp and I look over there and we don't have any anything else added, would you say I'm going to break into your house? I said something? I'm going <laughs> scorched earth on you. He goes, fair enough. That's yeah. all I need to know. Yeah,
0: Tommy. When we, we, I know that you've been watching what we've been watching while we're doing the show. We look over the shoulders of the TVs, yeah. and it's it's uh, it's Bears. Bears are in the A block at the beginning. Uh, there's Super Bowl conversation and Super Bowl remnant, but there's still Bears talk. I will not ask you. We've talked so much about the quarterback. But at nine, do you have a preference of what the Bears should do also in that first round?
3: That's a you know what that that that's thank you, Jonathan. So we can move away from the quarterback. I hate you. You hate me. We all hate each other. Mm -hmm. Conversation that exists now. Ooh, Kevin Warren said something nice. Must mean Justin's getting a new contract. Yeah, like for a group for a fan base that has you know collectively we have walked arm in arm through the desert, the quarterback desert. And the amount of vitriol and animosity it's a that joke. exists between the two camps—and my God, I think there's one camp—and that's, hey, let's let's you know support Ryan. Whatever Boles the are.
1: best thing is for the Bears. Yeah,
3: exactly. Okay. Anyway, at nine, Jonathan, <clears throat> I would. Fine. Fine. I know. Gosh, I knew it was going to happen too. Right as I started to start that, I was like, I'm going to get fined. Um, I think you can go a number of ways. Like you get me one of these these talented receivers, the kid from Washington, Rome Adunze. I saw uh, Field Yates's uh, mock draft. I think he had the pa- a pass rusher. Yeah, a uh, kid who retired in 2019
1: because he had yeah. a neck injury. A neck injury, yeah. and then transferred, and they cleared him. I, I don't know, want. He was
0: at, gonna, hold on a second, Cap. I'm going to need you to stay out of the his answer. We need a nice clean soundbite. So keep your beak out of it just for a moment, for God's sakes. <laughs> yes, I sir. think.
3: I think he he was at the senior bowl, so I think they got to look at him. And I, I know he had, he's had a, a, a fantastic run since being, you know, diagnosed with that issue. I think there's a kid from Alabama as well. Look, I'm not a college football expert, but Jonathan, I think that there's they've got enough holes that at nine you can find somebody that you can pencil in as a starter from day one. So, um, I would love to see them, you know, use the pick on the the receiver from Washington, Roman Adunze, if he's available. I think the kid from LSU is really good. Um, An offensive tackle, I obviously am one that believes I'm not an offensive line expert, but I think you can upgrade at left tackle and maybe use Braxton Jones as a swing tackle. I think they value him more than I do, and their decision is going to supersede anything I say. So um, I think there's a number of places you can go and you can find somebody that can be a real impact player in in 2024. But, you know, I'm kind of hooked on one of these wide receivers if they're available. Would you trade up from nine
1: to, I don't know, wherever you have to get to, six, five, wherever it is, to get Malik Neighbors or Roma Dunze if your intel tells you they're not going to be here, and what would the price be to go up? Or is there a scenario, Tommy, where you could say, all right, New England, we'll trade you Justin Fields. And number
3: nine, you give us three. Um, I'd have to look at the whole... I'm not inclined to trade up. Like, I I have as much appreciation for Marvin Harrison Jr. as anybody. But I'm not one that believes I have to trade away assets to go get him. And that's not to suggest I don't think he's going to be a great player. He may be a Hall of Fame player. But as we've seen at that position over the course of the last several decades, you can find guys now more than ever. That can be difference makers. Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson was drafted up in the twenties. You know, Devonte Adams, who I think is one of the best route runners I've ever seen in modern time. Puka Nakua was a fifth rounder, right? Mm-hmm. Cooper mm-hmm. Cup was a third rounder. Like, I don't think you need to do that to go get to Marv. If you've got the pick at that spot and you don't have to give up anything for it and you have a need, then, then you draft him. But I, don't, I wouldn't go pursue him and give up any other draft capital because how about this, Cap? If I don't have to trade anything away, maybe I come away with Roman Dunze and a pass rusher or Roman Dunze and a starting left tackle or, or, or somebody else that, that, that can step in. And, and Instead of getting one guy at wide receiver, I get a really good receiver and another good player. So I would not be inclined to give up any draft capital to go up and get Marvin Harrison Jr.
0: Cap, I remember I told you, Tommy asked me like three years ago about Brock Powers, and he asked me, he goes, can we get him now? I said, Tommy, he's a freshman.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he wanted him so bad. Like he's right a there. fantastic player. And I know <laughs> he is. I know how people feel about don't go get the tight end. I look at the tight ends and receivers kind of in the same way. If If I've got two really good tight ends and a special receiver, I'm I'm cool with that. Or if I got a really good tight end, but look, I want two out of the three of my top three weapons to be difference makers. So if you've got a tight end, if you got Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill, I don't care who the other guy is, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, or if you get if you if you've got uh, Jamar Chase and who's the other kid from Clemson that's going to be a free agent? uh come on, help me, help me. Who's the kid? who's a free T, uh, T Higgins. T Higgins. Yeah. I got those two guys, and I'm really not worried much about my tights. You know what I'm saying? So, like, two out of my three weapons for me, from my perspective, I need to be really, really, really confident in. So I'm, if there's a tight end that, that can do that, then, then I'm not adverse to, to making that pick. I think Kyle Pitts, I heard you guys talking about him earlier. I loved him coming out. I think the knee injury it may have slowed him a little bit this year, but so does the quarterback play in that town. You know, we always talk about Justin's been negatively played by the weapons around him. As a wide receiver, your your output and the way you play is directly related to the guy throwing you the ball as well. So it works the other way as well.
1: All right, we'll have more with the great Tom Waddle when we continue. Cap J. Hood, ESPN 1000. Bet. Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. It's a Waddle Wednesday on
0: the Cap and Jay Hood morning show on ESPN1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Tommy, we were talking the other day after the Super Bowl about Patrick Mahomes, but not in the same conversation that many have as far as where do you place Mahomes amongst the best quarterbacks you've seen? Is he the best? Yes, maybe no. It's not, it wasn't that topic. We were trying to expand the topic of a 28-year-old that's been able to surpass some of the all-time greats at this point in his career. So I would ask you about Mahomes as an athlete. We're talking about Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan. We're talking about all-time great ball players like, you know, you know like DiMaggio and others where he's got all these accolades before he's even 30. So where is he in that lexicon?
3: Oh, he's at the top. I mean, based on what he's accomplished this early in his career, I mean, six years he's been a starter. Remember too, like his first year as a total starter, he threw fifty touchdown passes and over five thousand yards. As this, you know, it was his second year, but he was basically a rookie in terms of of experience. He's just been remarkable, and I think what makes him—I mean, all of the physical skills are there. The football IQ is high, but he's never you know, rests on his laurels, so to speak. He's never satisfied. Some people, when they reach the top of the mountain, they kind of, they tap the brakes. And and you've everything you've seen him do and hear him say tells you that he ain't done. And he, he doesn't want to stop trying to get better. I don't know if you guys saw the Netflix quarterback show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, he has got so, awesome. much, he's got so much distraction around him, whether it's his father or it's his brother or... Whatever's going around, for him to be able to focus on the job at hand and being a better player every day, the amount of work that he put in, you know, in the classroom and to get his body right. And he's just, you know, like, I admire what he's done for so many reasons. And he just works so hard at it. Sometimes, like, look, go back in time with Walter and with Jerry Rice. And and the list goes on and on. You go from sport to sport. The greatest of all time were also the hardest workers and i think that patrick is again you know he's tom brady is by far the most accomplished quarterback we've ever seen tom brady couldn't do some of the stuff that patrick does so like i'm i'm thrilled to to sit and watch what the next chapter is or what the continuing chapters are because i don't think this kid's ever going to get satisfied with where he's at
1: in terms of looking at the bears offensive line Break it down for me. I know Darnell Wright's locked in at right tackle. Other And Tevin will play one of the guard spots. He's got to prove to me he can stay on the field before he gets a big extension. Of the other three spots, you've convinced that Braxton, Nate Davis are going to be there? Or would you upgrade? Obviously, they will at center.
3: Well, I'm convinced that Nate Davis is going to be there because you've made an investment in him. and I, think I mean, they- as a starter. Uh Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, you, listen, you can't pay a guy, what was it, $13 million to sit on the bench? And I thought there were times last year. Look, look, I don't know all the details as to what was going on with Nate, especially early in the year and all kinds of other things. When he was on the field, I saw more good than bad. He wasn't elite. He didn't play at a Pro Bowl level. But I think there's a ton of talent there. And maybe in year two of this deal, he, you see him be more consistently good. Obviously, you got to clean up center. I mean, like, you talk to guys, Olin would tell you, whoever's played the position, Jay Hilgenberger would tell you, you know, how important it is to have that relationship with the quarterback. The quarterback's got to trust you. In a lot of instances, too, especially for young quarterbacks, the best thing that a guy like Justin or Caleb Williams or Drake Mayer, or anyone can have, is a center that you can trust. Like, I'm, my assumption is Olin set all the protections, and my assumption is, is that Jay set all the protections. If you've got a situation that's in flux and your quarterback, a young quarterback, has to worry about that as well as where the blitz is coming from and who's hot and everything else, it makes their jobs a lot harder. So I would say finding a center that you can trust and somebody that not only can play the position well but kind of can be the quarterback of the offensive line is right up there in terms of, of, of importance. And, and look, I, I mean, do you want to live with Braxton Jones? You've, I've seen worse, but... I think if you're, it's the old adage, guys. If you can improve at every position, aren't you trying to do it? Trying I, to get that, absolutely, hundred percent.
0: Wish the Bears would have done that with a head coach, but that's just me. Here on the, hey, home Jonathan, of the, Bears the
3: You know, it's so that's what the conversation we've all had now for several weeks. Like it is what it is. We all support Matt Eberflus, sure. But if you're going to upgrade corner and you're going to upgrade quarterback and you're going to upgrade center. Then you should be looking to upgrade all aspects of your organization,
0: Tommy. We're going to see three bears going into the Hall of Fame, and we're adding Julius Peppers as if you know Wade Boggs with the Tampa Bay Devil Rays hat going into the <laughs> Hall of Fame. So Peppers is one of ours as well. So narrow it down to just one, guys. We know this is four or five uh, considerations. One bear. The next bear will be
3: Ooh, the next bear
0: going in. Oof, I I'll give you some choices. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you. Um, Charles Tillman, I'll give you Jay Hilgenberg, Olin, Lance Briggs. Give me one. The Those next are such one.
3: Good choices. Um, Those are great choices. I'm man. going. I'm I, going so I can only get spot. one.
0: Yeah, just one. The next because it's going to be one.
3: I'm going Olin. I. I'm going Jay. I mean, I, I'm I'm partial. I played with Jay. Jay went, went to like nine Pro Bowls. Was was the center, you know, focus of that offensive line, especially when 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 Jimbo got hurt. Um, it doesn't see. This is what I always say, guys. This is not a vote against Olin or Peanut or Lance. This is a vote for Jay Hilgenberg. Mm-hmm. But I think ultimately Peanut gets in. Like, I, it, go look at Peanut's stats with regard to not just like interceptions, touchdowns, but forced fumbles. Like, he's got more forced fumbles than pretty much anybody who ever played this game, and he played cornerback. <sighs> uh, Olin deserves to be in, and and you know what, Lance, Lance, I think is going to probably. Be this is what would hold Lance back, who was a great player. He did, he played outside linebacker in a system where he didn't rush a passer. If you play outside linebacker, you got to get to the quarterback for the, the Hall of Fame people to actually recognize you for the yeah. most part. You know what I'm saying? Like Lawrence Taylor is an outside linebacker, right? Well, Lawrence, you know, greatest defensive player of all time, but was sacking quarterbacks. The fact that he wasn't a quarterback sacker will be held against him. Probably also the fact that he played next to Bryant. And it's not valid you know, reasons. I think that's what kept Steve out. Steve deserved to go in. Mongo deserved to go in a long time ago. Do you realize when Mongo retired, there was nobody in the National Football League that played the defensive tackle position that had more sacks than he did in the history of the game. Mm. John Randall has more. John Randall was still playing. Warren Sapp has more. Warren Sapp was still playing. When Steve retired, I believe Steve led the entire National Football League, the history of the sport, with sacks from the defensive tackle position. He's third or fourth now, I think, because Aaron Donald has eclipsed the 100 mark, but he's still an active player. Steve deserved to go in a long time ago, but the point I'm making is this: I think Steve was held out. It's kind of like Ron Santo, Cap. Yeah. He was held out. Well, yeah. It wasn't because there were... Because Dent was in, and McM- or, uh, Hampton was in, and, and, and Singletary was in. We can't put a fourth guy on well, that team. Well, the Cubs
1: defense. didn't even make the playoffs, at least that Bears right. team won. Yeah, And you already had
3: Ernie, Billy, and Fergie in. Everyone's yeah. like, four Hall of Famers? You didn't even make the postseason? So I think it's unfair, <laughs> because you're either a Hall of Famer or you're not a Hall of Famer. Steve McMichael was a Hall of Famer the moment he was eligible it's a shame it, it has taken so long, but justice has been served, and he will take his rightful spot in Canton this summer, and I couldn't be more yep. thrilled. And
1: as we let thing. you go, NBC Sports Philly ranked the ten greatest centers of all time. They have Jason Kelsey as one of them, along with Olin Cruz. So that's
3: yep. why I can't him argue. Him. Can't hey, argue man, it.
1: have a great rest of your day. Thanks, guys. Keep, keep Meller in line today. No question. That's all what right. I do.
3: I keep him in line. There you go. Waddle and Sylvie Show. I think
1: Meller's in because Sylvie's on vacay. Uh, they're on today at 2.30 for Crosstalk with Carmen Yerk.
3: Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. The Chicago Bears. Don't worry, call the correct
1: man. Steve, stop.
0: <laughs> Pitchers and catchers report today, Cap. Ah, yes. Cap simmering about the Cubs. Opening day's not here yet. Oh, <laughs> I will. You will not be allowed to move the goalposts. We'll explain in two minutes on Cap and Jay Hood.